Welcome to the Open House podcast site, available at openhousecommunity.com.au. Now, our final conversation in the Open House series of these past few weeks from the book by Lee Grady, Fearless Daughters of the Bible. And to wrap up these absorbing chats, we're focusing in on that word fearless. Who are the women who showed special courage, who under God faced their fears with important lessons for women today and our world. Lee Grady, for the final time, welcome back to Open House. Hey, thank you so much for having me on the show. I've so enjoyed this series. I think it's been a really important one. That word fearlessly obviously stood out for you as you looked at the lives of these 22 women in the biblical narrative you've examined. How was it that that word, beyond all others, stood out for you? Well, I guess it's because I think that in the church today, we oftentimes don't encourage women to be fearless. Uh, I think sometimes when we get women together in the church, we're telling them that they need to, you know, be domestic, they they need to learn how to cook, or they need to be simply just, you know, look at being a great mom or a great wife. And those are all great things, but because I'm the father of four girls, uh, honestly, I don't want my girls just to be domestic. I, I mean... That's a wonderful thing, and three of my girls are already married, but I want my girls to make a difference for God in this world, and I've always encouraged my kids to do that. And so uh, I think that fearlessness is a quality that we should be encouraging in our women, not just young ones, but old as well. And so that's why I wrote the book. And there are many, many great stories of just that amongst these 22, but we've chosen the top three fearless daughters of the Bible tonight. Ruth is the first one. Tell us about Ruth. Probably a lot of your listeners have heard of Ruth. They know they've read the book that carries her name. But uh, I believe that she is a very, very special woman because she comes from a very dark background. She was not from the Jewish tradition. Uh, She was a Moabite. She was basically cut off from God's blessings. She was someone who... Uh, she she was a Gentile. I mean, she lived in a, a, a world of idolatry, a world of pagan practice. And yet when she heard about her mother-in-law's faith and she knew that her mother-in-law, Naomi, was moving to Israel, uh, she chose to follow her there. And somehow this woman who comes from such a dark past, she has the faith to believe that God could favor her and could show love to her and that he would actually pull her into his purpose. And so I highlighted her life because so many women out there today, and perhaps many of your listeners, uh, they have their own baggage, they have their own problems, and they have a past. Ruth had a terrible past, but the story proves that no matter what is involved in your past and how much pain and how much abuse how much sin, how much immorality uh, a woman might have had in her past Ruth gives us the hope that we can be free from that and that we can change that and that we can be redeemed and that we can and we can become a part of God's amazing plan of redemption. And so God took a woman who was a Gentile with you know, she was the last person that we would have picked uh, for this story, and yet, in the end, she gets grafted into God's plan and His purpose, and that He can do for any woman out there, no matter what 
uh, stains are on her past, what kind of stains are on her record, God can redeem that, and he can use that woman to do amazing things for him. She is a great beacon of courage, but also two other things, at a kind of a vertical and a horizontal level. Great faith in God, but also great compassion for those around her as well. Yes, and, you know, she obviously when she gets to Israel, uh, she comes to Bethlehem, and her mother-in-law is encouraging her. Uh, this amazing plan unfolds, and she uh, gets pulled in to the very central purpose of God, and she becomes the grandmother of King David because of God's kindness and his goodness to her. And that should encourage any woman out there that no matter what uh, has gone on in her past, God has an amazing future prepared for you. Okay, so that's the story of Ruth. Your second choice is the Samaritan woman, an interesting choice because we don't actually even know her name, do we? No, the Bible doesn't tell us uh, her name, but we do know that uh, she was a woman with a very troubled past. We know that uh, she had uh, five husbands, uh, and of course we know that back in those days women were not allowed to get a divorce, and so she was a woman who had been through five marriages and was probably kicked out of those relationships. We don't know why. We don't know if she was immoral. We don't know if she was abused, uh, but she, she kind of, to me, represents the typical abused woman out there, and I, I know a lot of these. I've seen a lot of these abused women around the world. I pray for them all the time, and to me, she represents the pain of women out there in the world, and yet Jesus, when he revealed himself to her as Messiah, she got up, she put down her water pot, and she ran into her village. And she ended up preaching to the men in her village. And as a result of her testimony, all the men in her village came to know Jesus Christ as the Messiah. And so I see her as being a, a woman who was transformed by the love of Christ. And you know, when you, when you know God's love, when you know salvation, and when you experience the salvation of Christ, there is a great boldness and courage that comes into your heart, and I believe that's what happened to this lady. She became a preacher because she experienced the love of Christ. And so she's a great example for any women out there, maybe who have been abused or hurt or mistreated. Um, I just want all of those women to know that your story's not over until you've met Jesus and he transforms your life, and then there's... There's a beautiful story on the other side of your of your pain. And that transformation is not purely a head thing. It's real, it's raw, it's organic. Yes, and it's it, it, her story is so uh, beautiful because it shows us how Christ, how Jesus Christ can heal a woman's heart, no matter what she's gone through. Uh, that woman, I believe it was a beautiful picture of emotional healing uh, when she put down her water pot, I believe it kind of represents putting down your baggage, putting down all the weight and all the burdens of the past, and just the freedom that comes when when you encounter Jesus. Okay, final of your top three fearless daughters of the Bible, and it's a very significant choice to wrap up on, Mary, Mother of Jesus. Yes, I love her story because uh, Mary... Uh, the mother of Jesus was a teenager when she first uh, had that visitation by the angel. 
and she was a young woman. Uh, she uh, was a pure woman. She was a woman who had been following after God, but but surely she had no clue what she was about to walk into when, when that angel showed up. And then we know that, of course, the news was given to her that she was going to become the mother of the Messiah, and she was told that she was going to become pregnant. And we know her response. Her response was one of faith. When she says, uh, Lord, be it done unto me according to your word, she was just surrendered to the Lord. And I believe that that quality of surrender is so, so important. I believe it is a sign of courage. And I believe that she's an example to all of us, women and men, that if we're going to be used by God, then the first thing we have to do is put our hands in the air and we have to say, Lord, uh, I give you my life 100%, no, no holding back. My life is yours. I'm not going to try to figure this out. Uh, I love the fact that Mary didn't ask God for an explanation of how this was going to happen. Um, she didn't need all the details. She just simply said, whatever you say, Lord, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to serve you. I'm going to follow you. And as a result, God was able to entrust that amazing responsibility to her to become the mother of the Messiah. Yes, that trust is a very significant thing because in Mary's life, as with so many others in the biblical narrative, they don't know the end of the story. It's easy for us because we know what happened. But at that point in time, she knows nothing of how this will unfold or even whether it will unfold. And she probably knew that people were going to talk about her, that it was yes. going to become a scandal in the village. You know, uh, obviously people, uh, they thought that she had been immoral when this happened. Uh, and, of course, her own fiancé, Joseph, was going to put her away uh, and end the relationship because uh, he, he also thought it was a scandal until he was visited by the angel himself. So uh, Mary was very brave to be able to walk through that experience and trust the Lord, and, and it was because she gave her life 100% consecrated, no holding back. It's great and inspiring story on which to finish. I've so enjoyed this series. It's been a really important series to kick off, as we have done, 2013, with this series of Fearless Daughters of the Bible. Lee Grady, thank you so much indeed for uh, joining us over these past five weeks. Hey, I have enjoyed this. I've enjoyed talking with you. I love Australia. I've been there three times, and I hope I'll be back soon. Good on you. Thanks very much again, Lee. And if you'd like to find this book, it's Fearless Daughters of the Bible, and we'll put the link up for it on our Open House Community Facebook page. We hope you enjoyed this Open House podcast. Thanks to Christian Super and Real World Technology Solutions. To hear more from Open House, visit openhousecommunity.com.au.